Uh, hello and welcome to Learn It, the show that teaches you stuff. I'm Max. And I'm Dylan, and this is brought to you by WVHP Media. So today we're going to be talking about um, PC culture and some of the problems and possible benefits that it brings to society. Right, so um, we're actually going to tell a quick little joke that may help you find out what side of it you're on. So Max, how many feminists does it take to change a light bulb? 666? Six, six, six. Uh, no. One. She uh, puts the bulb into the socket and waits for the world to revolve around her. That was funny. It you're, was. You're a great joke, Tony. Thank you. But uh, for those of you who found that um, offensive, that would show that you're probably more inclined to find uh, more benefits than negatives with PC culture, and those of you that found it funny, the opposite. Uh, and there's a whole discussion to be had on uh, jokes, but... Uh, for now, we're just going to focus on um, some of the benefits and downsides of PC. I'll probably be taking um, the side of more negativity, while Dylan will be taking a more positive side. Um, so, to start off with, uh, there's a doctor named Ben O'Neill who has a theory that there's a uh, something called a euphemistic treadmill. Um, and that is where a word is taken, or an idea or something, uh, that is offensive to people in practice and is replaced with something else. However, over time, that new word becomes offensive and is then replaced by another one, meaning the definition becomes even harder to find in these new phrases. Right. Uh, so you might give an example of that. Uh, fireman to firefighter, that one's not a good one. Um, no good one. you have anyone that comes to mind that's very good? Well... We can't say any of the good examples because yeah. they are um, offensive and not allowed in school. But if we use like the R word uh, to mentally able, the definition becomes more skewed. Right. So that's another thing. Uh, words lose meaning when they start to be uh, considered to be the most offensive term for that group. Um, and then that's another word gone. But one of the many benefits with PC culture is that, you know, you're not using what at the time is considered to be a slur. So, that's always good. Um, well, to counter that, though, the, um, I have a quote here, the person's intent, whether to cause offense or not, is manifested in three observable factors, the language chosen, the context of the remarks, and the tone in which they are delivered, page 284. Um, and that's important because it shows that well, the word you use, uh, that being one we cannot say, uh, the way you say it and the context of it are also very important in deciding whether or not it's offensive. Right. So, for example, if I said uh, something about, you know, someone I knew going to the loony bin versus someone going to a mental hospital, those have very different contexts just from the word choice there. And... The idea behind PC culture is you say, uh, for example, mental hospital instead of loony bin because it's more respectful. Uh, that's a good point. However, um, there's another um, article that I've done research on that shows that this can actually lead to problems psychologically with people. That being that if you feel you have the moral high ground by uh, using more acceptable language, um, you're more inclined to be less morally aligned um, than you normally would because you decided that you're a good person because of like the language you choose to use. 
Right. Um, so I think we're starting to move a bit more towards opinionated than uh, factual, but um, so also in general, there have been examples in history where we've tried to move uh, towards a more PC culture, and that's very prominent in the election this year. Um, most notably, uh, in the Democrat versus Republican side, uh, Donald Trump has been kind of against the idea of using PC culture, especially when uh, people have asked him to stay PC. He's replied with no, then so forth. And Hillary Clinton's done the opposite and tried to push for PC culture. Um, yeah, it's uh, really shown because Donald Trump, though, um, he w doesn't necessarily have to use PC, but the way he chooses to use his words um, are in an offensive manner, even if he used politically correct language which is kind of a counterpoint that if you wish to be, you can take something like saying they're going to a mental hospital, use that in a condescending tone, and it still carries just as much um, anger in it as saying like a lean thing. Right, and again, words, uh, words are just words. Their meaning may change depending on how people use them. So again, if I start to use just any random word, um, almost like an insult that that would eventually be seen as an insult by, you know, others who hear it in its context. Uh, there's another aspect to this, which we briefly touched on, which is how it's um, inaccurate by definition. Um, so I have another quote here, which we can't read in full because it does have some bad language, but it's the words lexicology does not indicate a hostile meaning to our word. Uh, something means to hinder or impede it and to make slower diminish its development or progress in some way. Thus, describing something as mentally our word literally means that their mental processes are somehow hindered, diminished, or slowed. Right. Um, again, though, uh, the whole point of changing the words is, though, that at the time, it's not offensive. Now, again, going back to Dr. Ben O'Neill, um, you said that was more of like a treadmill once one word replaced like once one word is uh, taken out, another word replaces it. And the idea with PC culture is that you just keep trying to find a way to take it out and replace it just so that you at least have you know, uh, respect for your time. Um, so something it kind of feels like if you look at it very briefly, like the people who are against PC are against respect. Um, but something he was, uh, Ben O'Neill was arguing for was the fact that instead of taking new phrases that mean, uh, that have skewed definitions, you instead take back the word from like a playground bully and just use it in a correct manner and respectfully instead of using it in a condescending term. Right. Um, again, so uh, another argument against PC culture is that uh, trying to fit in with it, uh, I mean, some countries uh, have had uh, movements from uh, primarily a liberal side of the political spectrum where they've pushed for banning certain words or phrases or trying to just create a law that says all talk must be done in PC culture. These have failed, but the idea behind them uh, has often been seen as a way to limit freedom of speech, where uh, in America, for the most part, freedoms are a very valued part of the political system and our culture. Um. Yeah, it's a good point. For example, in America, we um, allow hate speech, um, which is arguably a bad thing. Um, 
we're not going to get into that. But um, the, even when you use uh, very, like, the words of hate speech mm -hmm. um, can be used in other places, theoretically, in unoffensive uh, ways. But it's a lot, uh, not only the words, but, um, as we said, context and tone really decide what, um, how someone would take offense to it. And another problem with PC is that you can basically be offended by everything. It's very easy, so trying to make every word unoffensive uh, is almost impossible. Right, so, uh, you know, you can just go on the internet and find examples of, uh, you know, just articles or videos which start with, for example, a trigger warning or something like that, maybe even a TV show or a movie. This is kind of a movement towards the PC culture um, which, you know, the idea behind it is that if there is something offensive or that might offend someone within the video, you try to let them know ahead of time so they don't feel offended or something. It can be something that might actually be offensive, like, you know, like actual race relation issues or uh, violent actions happening within it that might remind someone of a traumatic event or it might be something like just seeing a, like just some kind of person enjoying their life if that's something they can't handle for some reason. Um, I mean, it's fair to say that that's a very good solution. However, it also feels kind of like a uh, box being put around what like, people say, like an almost different form of censorship that at the moment isn't censoring, but could in fact end up uh, being censored. Like you can't put a triggerable piece of content on the air uh, or something of that nature or uh, you won't allow children to be exposed to certain ideas that could cause extreme emotional reactions even if it's uh, important that they understand it like uh, Holocaust awareness which is taught through a great many schools but has the potential for great effects on people. Um, not just that but also uh, when regarding the issues that uh are going on within, uh, I guess, human rights or even uh, minority rights within certain countries. For example, uh, in Canada recently, there was a push to um, have a law where it's considered a hate crime uh, to, to be uh, biased in any way against someone because uh, if they're like, you know, transgender or, or gay or part of another part of the LGBT community. Now, this may seem like a good idea on paper, but the problem with it is that it's also uh, the idea behind it is to change the English language to add a new pronoun. So that's also another form of censorship in a way. So while doing research, something great that I discovered, uh, it's from a pretty old book called 1984. Uh, in there, there's a concept called uh, newspeak, which is where they literally, uh, when I read it, I thought it was one of the most interesting concepts, is where you take language and you destroy words so that literally... You can't think against, you can't think a certain way, like you can't be racist because there's no words to conceptualize those thoughts. So it couldn't, a sense that would be a long-term goal of the PC movement to destroy the ability to think negatively, in a sense? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is obviously a bit far-fetched to a degree, but there are, um, you know, some ways in which this might be true. For example, um... A Canadian professor, I believe, at the University of Toronto, I could be wrong on this, but uh, he found that, you know, through studies that the 
actions taken by the uh, by, for example, the social justice warriors or um, just the whole PC culture movement in general were very similar to the actions, at least of the um, of the fascist and Nazi movements across the twenties and thirties, and that he said that you know, in a way that uh, if the left keeps pushing like it is, that there could end up being you know another uh, you know series of events similar to that due to the way events have progressed. Um, well. That's certainly, it's a possibility, but in the current political climate, it seems unlikely that something to that extreme would happen without a major event happening. Um, but there is, however, another side to this. Um, that being there was a paper done, I forget the exact name, but it was about, about st- no, I remember, uh, stereotype threat and working memory. You want to go in a little about that? I actually don't believe I have read that, so. All right. Um, so they did tests on people. I believe the first one was uh, women. Um, one group was reminded of um, the fact that women statistically, or the stereotype that they do worse at math, or one group was not. And they found that uh, the women who were reminded of the stereotype were doing significantly worse in math than women who were not reminded. And that um, kind of shows that when you do use language, even if you're not trying to be insulting in any way, um, or just trying to be accurate in the words you use, it will still cause psychological effects in people that could cause harm that they don't even realize uh, is happening to them. Right. But again, um, the whole idea behind uh, you know, not calling the PC movement is freedom of speech and just general freedoms to begin with. It's worked for a while and it probably will continue working. The PC movement or the uh, freedom? Freedom. Well, arguably in that sense, um, until recently, racism was widely accepted in words you used. Right. And today, um, it can be argued that there is still quite a bit of racism uh, both sides of the aisle. It can be argued, obviously, but you could also argue for a lot of things. And that's kind of part of what's happening with the PC movement to a degree. You have uh, people arguing, saying that, you know, a certain word is offensive to them um, for whatever reason. I mean, for example, some people, you know, like, I could just be walking down the street and if someone says hello to me, I could you know, potentially be triggered or something like that. Yeah, and, well, uh, well, another problem with it is uh, a lot of the people doing it, or at least from the research I've done, um, it's unlikely that they are all offended by the words used. Um, so it could be argued that self-censorship like this uh, in this nature is acceptable, but uh, can be fine-tuned to the situation you're in if you see a room and make assessments based on who's in the room. You can like, change it. Right. Well, self-censorship is very different than uh, public censorship. So, I mean, for example, another part of the PC movement is to not clap and snap instead because uh, loud uh, sounds and actions that come with clapping uh, might trigger some you know, rape victims or something like that, whereas snapping is still similar but much quieter and more peaceful, apparently. Um, well, there's others. Yeah, that's interesting. Um though it seems a little to the extreme side. 
because it assumes that in every um, situation there's a victim. Uh, but there's another aspect of that, which is that'd be a massive societal change uh, and might not convey the exact same meaning as clapping, uh, which is kind of... I'm not even sure the exact meaning clapping is supposed to convey. Like, um, I'm not also that sure, but uh, again, it's just an example. There are many examples of things uh, from, the, I guess, the PC movement. Uh, some are simple, like, for example, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, political discussions and just politics in general, don't use... Uh, deliberately offensive language like Donald Trump has throughout his campaign, for example, uh, his quote about calling uh, Mexicans killers and rapists, although some are good people. Um, that is, you know, a less uh, considerably radical movement than let's ban, you know, this word, this word, this word, this word, and let's, you know, prevent these actions because it may offend me. And... To be fair to him, as far as that is, um, he does technically say something that could potentially be true, because if there is at least a small number of rapists or killers who move over the border, and he went on afterwards and made a very small note about it, that not all of them are bad, he's technically factually correct. However, he chose very offensive words, most likely on purpose, because it generates media attention. So there's another aspect to it that the words you choose, you may intentionally use a more offensive language to generate a more desirable reaction, especially in politics, which is less of about policy now and more about showmanship. Right. Um, again, though, the PC culture is, again, a very uh, vast, I guess, spectrum of, you know, just let's try to keep politics clean or let's keep, uh, you know, let's... Uh, set censor ourselves and using uh, harmful or inappropriate language to, again, just widespread uh, lingual censorship of the public. And it seems like it could be that, which seems uh, like it could provide many benefits, but a problem is that um, when something's working, it's less likely to be reported on as if something isn't, which is what happens while we see a lot of uh, stories on line uh, shared with us like uh, feminists are trying to like ban men from something or something like that like an extreme reaction by extremists which does not necessarily represent the positive attributes of a movement right um i mean you always hear about the bad things over the good things when it comes to the media because that's what gets i guess viewed or clicked on if we're talking about the internet and that's kind of what people want to hear. You know, if you hear, for example, a random country halfway around the world in stable government with stable economy, stable living, you don't really care about that. If you hear uh, widespread military coup across random country, you go, oh, well, that might be interesting. And it's kind of representative of a media that's more focused on um, getting views than it is on providing an accurate um, view of the truth. I believe there's some law about that that was passed. Um, they're not required to tell the whole story anymore, uh, which is kind of arguably bad. Uh, yeah. So that seems like it would do it for this topic. 
If you have one that you'd like to suggest, let us know. Uh, I've been Max. And I'm Dylan, and this is WHVP. HVP. <laughs> HVP Media. Thanks for listening to Learn It.